Hi, everyone. I'm Brett Shore, Product Marketing Manager at Cisco. Thank you for joining today's Cisco Network Insider Podcast. I'm really excited to take part in this new series, which is focused on educating folks on the different enterprise networking products and software that's known to make your network more intuitive. Today, we're going to be talking about open roaming. And joining us today are three individuals that are very passionate about open roaming, how it's changing the way that we communicate in today's hyper-connected world. Our guests today are Matt McPherson, wireless CTO at Cisco, Tiago Rodriguez, CEO at the Wireless Broadband Alliance, and Raj Gajwani, director at Google's Area 120. Matt, if you can start off by introducing yourself, that would be a great start. Thanks, Brett. Hello, everybody, and thanks for listening. Again, I'm Matt McPherson, wireless CTO at Cisco, and I focus on all sorts of fun and cool next-generation technologies. We call that future wireless. I focus on things like Wi-Fi 6, 7, 5G, location services, millimeter wave. If it has to do with wireless, I'm interested in talking about it. And one of the technologies that I'm really excited to talk about is open roaming. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation today, Brett. Great. Thanks for being here, Matt. And Tiago, same to you. Uh, You know, start off by just introducing yourself and who you are. Thank you, Brett. So my name is Tiago Rodriguez. I'm the CEO of the Wireless Broadband Alliance. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys today. I think it will be a wonderful conversation. We are going to talk about a topic that I love. Uh, I've been involved on this interoperability and roaming for more than 10 years. I've been working very closely with Matt in many battles to reach out to this idea of open roaming. It will be awesome to be with all of you. Great. Thanks for being here, Tiago. And Raj, last but certainly not least, who are you and, and what do you do? Hi, Brett. I'm Raj Gajwani. So I'm a director in Google's Area 120 Research Lab, where I lead a team that's working on next-generation technologies to make Wi-Fi work better. At Google, we care a lot about making information and the internet accessible to people. So we're really quite excited to be here and to be excited to be working on open roaming to help make Wi-Fi better for everybody. That's great. Thanks, Raj. It's really great to have you here. Now, now let's get started. Uh, for years, this team's been talking about how to solve a fundamental problem with Wi-Fi onboarding. And today, they're going to be talking about how open roaming really simplifies that process and streamlines access to really bridge the overall communication gap. And with that, you know, Matt and Tiago, let's start out with if you can just share your thoughts on what is open roaming, how does it work, and, and what's the overall vision here? Sure, Brett. Thanks. You know, open roaming really, in its simplest form, enables secure and automatic Wi-Fi connectivity. So we're not used to that today. Many places we go as we travel about or as we get out of our house or place of work, when we try to access the Wi-Fi, we have to fight these things called portals or we have to go into the connection manager. We have to be intelligent about what network we're connecting to. What open roaming is really about is How do we automate that process? How do we make that experience completely transparent? How do we do it in a secure way? You know, if we look at things like LTE, you don't have to pick your LTE network. You don't have to go into a connection manager. You don't have to go into a portal. Wherever you go, even if you travel across the world, LTE just connects. So how can we make that experience just like an LTE experience for Wi-Fi? From a technical perspective, It's a little bit different. What we're doing technically is we're building this cloud-based federation that allows any access network to use any identity credential to securely connect you to the network. So from a user perspective, we're making this very simple, very easy while maintaining security 
from an IT department perspective or from a service provider perspective, what we're doing is we're broadening out the types of credentials that you can use to automatically and securely connect to Wi-Fi wherever you are. That's great. Thanks, Matt. And Tiago, I understand there's been some very interesting news with the WBA and Open Roaming. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I want to share the common vision that I have with Matt. So Open Roaming comes to solve a big pain that we all of us as users, we have. So wherever network we go as as a public hotspot, we have different experiences. Sometimes we can connect, sometimes we get good Wi-Fi, sometimes we cannot connect even, or we get a very bad experience. And open roaming has the ambition to solve that. In WBI, we partner with Cisco. Cisco has been a big supporter of the Alliance, and we want to make it open roaming very inclusive. We want to bring anyone on the Wi-Fi industry to be part of the open roaming, regardless if you are any equipment manufacturer, if you are a device manufacturer, if you are a service provider, if you own a Wi-Fi network, if you are, I don't know, a coffee shop, one hotel, one stadium, if you provide guest access in terms of Wi-Fi technology, you should join open roaming. We really want to bring a new generation of connectivity and change the way that all of us as users, we connect with Wi-Fi, but as well help all those probably millions of networks that are over there in the world and they need easier tools to manage their own networks. So make it the onboarding on this federation very simple, uh, regardless if you have a small coffee shop or you are a five-star hotel, you should have a very simple mechanism to join the Federation. And either by yourself or by your IT teams, you should join and include and create this completely different experience that people will connect automatically, like we have on cellular. I can go any country in the world and I get out of the plane, I connect my phone and I'm on. I can call my wife, I can call my kids, I can talk with them immediately. Why we cannot have that on Wi-Fi? And that's what we want to implement with open roaming. And I reinforce, open roaming is open to everyone. I invite everyone to join. Yeah, Brett, you know, it's interesting when Tiago talks about this, you know, we've, we've been working on this technology for a long time. And sometimes from a technological standpoint, the problem seems kind of big because to Tiago's point, there's a lot of networks out there. There's literally hundreds of millions of global hotspots. And so trying to connect these together so that you have a unified experience, that becomes a little bit tricky. On the user side, as Tiago said, I mean, it's very simple. In fact, a device, when it comes into range of a Wi-Fi, well, if it's using open roaming, it'll it'll just connect. I mean, it can be in your pocket and just connect. It's uh, it's made it in some events that we go to. It's actually made it a little bit difficult to demo. You know, you have somebody you come in the booth and they, oh, we've heard about open roaming. You know, can you show it to me? And we say, well, let me see your phone. And so you you pick up the phone and you look at it and say, well, look, see, there's the demo. You're already on Wi-Fi. That simplicity, I think, is what's so important here. People want to do their work. They want to do their play. They want to do their learning or their education. They want to access the network. You know, they want to focus on those things. They don't want to focus on having to be an expert in how to connect to the network or in security in connecting to the network. The network should take care of those types of things for it. So the ability to do that is a great user experience. And the fact that we're building this federation in the cloud so that we can scale to those 
hundreds of millions of hotspot networks around the planet, I think just makes everything accessible in a way that's never been done before. Yeah, Matt, let me just share. So if you recall, when we started to do all these demos and come up in very large events and showcase open roaming, and all those persons always become frustrated because when you demo this technology, it's very basic. Either you are in or you are out. So there is nothing really to show. Either you connect or you don't connect. And it's really cool because once you connect, it's completely seamless, automatic. As a user, you don't need to do anything. That's great, Tiago. Thank you. And, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, there's a number of hotspot technologies out there, including things like Passpoint. How is open roaming different from these other technologies? Yeah, you know, Passpoint's been out there for quite a while. In fact, if you go way back, I think it's almost been, Brett, good grief. I think it's been 12 years since uh, we put together that original spec called Hotspot 2.0. And uh, WFA actually picked up that specification and offers a certification called Passpoint. So it wasn't unusual or it isn't unusual today if you go in on your smartphone or or your tablet or your device to see Passpoint as a trademark and that you have this capability to automatically connect. The thing about Passpoint, though, is that you have to set it up. And in setting it up, if you have this number of networks that we're talking about, Sometimes you have an IT department or you have a service provider that has a lot of expertise and they can set these things up because they have that expertise and they have that know-how. But you have a lot of these smaller networks or you have these other implementations. Like we said earlier, Wi-Fi pops up everywhere you go, whether it's a coffee shop or in a mall or if it's at a hotel. And these guys don't always have these IT departments to set that up. So the idea here is that if we can provide this abstraction If we can provide this capability, then any access network can become a member of that federation. And any credential can become a member of that federation. And if you can find each other, if that access network can find those credential holders and use those certificates that are out on that device, then what that means is that you can securely authenticate into it. Now, all those mechanisms are passpoint mechanisms the ability to advertise what credentials that you'll take so that the device can know how to authenticate into the network. All this pre-communication that happens even before you connect, and it's in a protocol actually called 802.11u, and we have these different terminology, and I don't want to get too technical, but we have gas and we have ANQP, but all these things that are happening behind the scenes so that you can securely exchange information so that that onboarding experience can be automatic. We wanted to use something that was already in the industry. And like I said, we've had a runway here with Passpoint of now 12 years, which means that just about every device that you come across, every device that you might be holding in your hand and tablet that you're using will be able to use that Passpoint technology. So you combine that Passpoint technology with the open roaming federation, that abstraction that allows any network to access any user credential, and you have open roaming. So in the end, Open roaming is really promoting passpoint adoption into access networks, and it's promoting participation of those IDPs, those identity holders, so that people can use those identities for automatically connecting. So sometimes, you know, when you talk about a new technology, people think, oh, you're replacing an old technology. In this case, we're not. What we're really doing is taking these two capabilities and we're joining them at the hip so that we can provide a service to everybody based on capabilities that are already in that device 
and already being implemented and standardized over in WBA. That's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's great to hear. And, you know, I, I alluded to this earlier, and this question is for Tiago. What, what's the WBA's role in open roaming? And what are you currently doing with open roaming? Yeah, that's a very interesting question, Brett. Really for open roaming, uh, really to gain critical mass and adoption, it's very important that there is a, let's call it a, a common uh, central point that can manage all the technical specifications, all the different policies, rules that are attached with a federation like open roaming. Uh, it was consensual uh, within uh, the WBA uh, membership and the board that WBA, because of its history, should be managing this federation. So WBA will have that central role. The North Star for all the participants of the open roaming will be securing that all the different functions of the Federation will work and everyone comes under the same policies, the same technical specifications, and all the Federation works properly. And of course, we need to be neutral and open to all types of players. So all the device manufacturers, as Matt mentioned, multiple identity providers, that some of them are already in the telecoms industry, some of them are not, and they need a common place, a neutral ground that they can approach WPA and they can play the game uh, within open roaming. So you're saying that open roaming really is an open initiative, and it's something that anybody can join, and including other hardware vendors can implement open roaming on their devices as well? Absolutely. I can say all the competitors of Cisco and many of the members of WBI, they have multiple manufacturers we have on, on the membership. They are all invited. They are very pleased with the work on open roaming and looking to develop this federation altogether. You know, what's interesting here, Brett, is that what we're doing is really building a platform um, that will take Wi-Fi to the next level from a user experience standpoint, from a security standpoint, from an automation standpoint. And whenever you're building a platform like that, you really want it to be available across the industry. So Cisco, of course, having spent a lot of time pulling together this overall architecture, we believe that it's really important that this be an industry initiative that everybody can use and everybody can benefit from. Now, I will say that there's this platform and then there's this service layer. And the service layer is management tools for how you onboard into the network. It's the ability to do things like identity translation from a AAA authentication into something like a database would want, like a SAML or a um, OAuth type interface. Um, there's all sorts of services. There's billing service layers that can be put on that. There's analytic type services that can be built on top of that. So I think what you're going to see here is that as the WBA builds this framework and standardizes this framework, that there'll be a whole plethora of additional partners and companies that are playing on top of that to offer these interfaces and these capabilities um, to both IT departments and to users alike. So that's what we're looking to do here is build that foundation pull in the, the broader ecosystem, have a broader range of business relationships and service offerings and capabilities than we've ever had with Wi-Fi before. 
That's great to hear. And, and that actually brings me to my next question here. And this one's for Raj. Um, and, and it's around Google's uh, support for open roaming and what that looks like. And Raj, can you give us sort of a high level overview of that? Absolutely. I really want to start by thanking Tiago and Matt and Cisco and WBA for their leadership in putting together this industry initiative. And I'm reminded that one of the hardest things is to make something simple. As an industry, we've created amazing rocket science. We've created technology that beams data through the air in ways that were unimaginable. But sometimes it still feels really complicated. As we walk around the world, you know, I as a person have to know a little bit more than I should, and I have to think about it a little bit more than I should. And I think we're on the verge of creating an industry-wide solution to make this technology really simple and really accessible for everybody. When technology works best, it sort of fades into the background and you don't even have to think about it. In fact, I'm reminded of that old Arthur Clarke quote, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. I think we're on the verge of making Wi-Fi a little bit more magical. So from a Google perspective, we're pretty excited about that. We think it can help consumers around the world. We think it can help Android users. We think it can help Google Fi subscribers. And so a variety of different parts of Google are working with this group of people and with the WBA to help make this technology real and help it come to market as soon as possible. You know, Raj, I think it's always been exciting working with you and the Google teams as we pull together a technology like this. One purpose is to be able to have different IDPs or different identity holders working with different handset manufacturers, working with different access networks that might be driven by IT or various different public type venues. But one thing interesting, I think, about working with Google is that you actually have the capability to play all three. You have access networks um, that you offer as a public service. You you have a mobile um, service. You act as an IDP because you certainly have credentials. And in fact, you can even participate in the role of inventor. So, you know, I appreciate as we're looking at this technology and we're pushing to standardize it, I think it's great that Google can participate in such an active way and and demonstrate how some of these technologies can come together for the betterment of uh, really all access users. Yeah, we're excited about it. You know, we have a lot of customers who work with us who rely on our services and our hardware and products every day. So we're excited about a variety of ways that we might be able to use open roaming to help you know people all over the world use the internet a little bit better. Fantastic. And we're coming up on the end here, but uh, got a couple more questions here for you guys. And this one directed towards Tiago and Matt. As far as you know, we're talking about some of these trials and the phases of open roaming. What do those look like? What are some of the milestones and goals for open roaming here? You know, as we've been talking about, I think from a business perspective. What we're doing with open roaming is we're really opening up a whole nother, I think, domain. You know, a lot of times when we think about roaming, we think about roaming in the context of us using our LTE service and being able to go to, say, another country and still connect with that LTE service. But as we expand on this, I think it opens up whole new business relationships. I mean, if you look at it, there's different players in this space, right? And there's different responsibilities of those players. So we have these venues or we have these access networks. We have these identity holders and these identity holders can be quite broad. Typically, we think of identity when we're looking at mobile phones as something like a SIM or a protocol on that SIM like AKA. But there's other identities out there as well. If we look at the enterprise space, the enterprise space often uses their certificate you log into your workplace and you get this certificate on your device. 
And as a result, wherever you go at Cisco, I can go to any Cisco office anywhere around the world, and I'll just automatically connect into that network using that certificate. And then there's other types of credentials, too. Um, sometimes we call them web-based credentials. We were just talking a minute ago about a Google credential. And so what happens now is that if we have this federation where we can connect access networks to identity holders and we broaden this identity holders, now we can really have more business relationships. I mean, Raj and I and Tiago, we, we've talked about this before. Really roaming relationships are business relationships, aren't they? And if you broaden out the kinds and types of identities that you can use, that means that you can roam. You can actually cross-pollinate some of these identities or these credentials, and you can use them for different things. So I can give you another example of this. At Cisco, we use a certificate for logging into the network, our network, no matter where you go in the world, it's called Blizzard. That's the SSID that you'll see. But we automatically and we securely connect to that because it's a known network and we're using that credential. At the same time, we have a relationship with a cloud storage player. I hesitate to mention the name just because I don't have permission, but there's all these different cloud services for storage. Now, when I go to log into that, I can log into that personally. And if I log into it with my personal credential, I can get to my personal files, log into that cloud storage using a Cisco ID. And what happens is then that cloud storage will do an authentication request back to Cisco. They'll ask Cisco, hey, is Matt McPherson still an employee? And given that I haven't been fired yet today, it'll say yes. <laughs> and that'll come back and then it'll authenticate me in and then I'll have access to all of my Cisco files. Now, what's interesting about that is that we keep logging in, we keep going through these different onboarding experiences to get to different services. But you know what? I already had a certificate on my device that already identified me as a Cisco employee. So the way that these things can work in the future is that I can use those credentials for different types of services. In this case, with open roaming, we're using the credential in order to normalize or to provide this ability to access networks wherever we go. But you can also use that same credential to get into services. So I didn't have to log into that cloud-based storage service. I could have just been authenticated using the certificate that's on the device. And so these types of federations, these types of capabilities to pull these together, open up whole new business relationships and capabilities to make secure connectivity, secure service, transparent and very simple to the end user. That's really where we're going with this. So as we said earlier, why should you participate in open roaming? Well, you participate in open roaming so that you can provide your users, your customers, your students, your employees, the best experience wherever they go. And why do we do it on the business side? Because now we have all these new IDPs and whether those relationships be B2B or B2C or B2B2C, we can facilitate that all on this common platform. So you can see here that we're building something that's going to have a dramatic impact on the enterprise space, on the service provider space, and to the end user themselves. One of the things I like to talk about, and Raj and I kind of batted back and forth, you know, when we talk about 5G and the next generation of LTE-type technology, they target certain markets. They target IoT. They target um, moving into the enterprise space to offer this additional set of services. Well, you know what? Open roaming allows a convergence between enterprise and the service provider space. Open roaming allows a service provider credential 
through that credential to extend their access network into these IT-type access networks. This is a new kind of business relationship between enterprise and service provider that didn't exist before. A service provider could in turn use a identity from an enterprise in order to provide the security policy of that enterprise or the security quality of service that that enterprise expects for the applications and things that they need and for their employees to be productive and to work. So this is really exciting, I think, Brett, because, you know, we think about open roaming in the context of, hey, we solved this problem for easy onboarding, but it really is just the beginning. This is why we're working with Tiago and the WBA. This is why the fact that there's major large companies like Google participating in these types of technologies, this becomes so important. The sky's the limit on what can be built on top of this when it comes to access services and business relationships and driving into that next decade that we're all looking forward to go into. There's a next step, there's a beyond, you know, that's built on top of this. Uh, absolutely. And open roaming is a, is a real game changer. And uh, I can just hear the passion in your voice when you talk about it. it it's, it's really exciting technology. And where we're going with this is really, truly fantastic. And I'm excited to see, you know, how this proliferates in the future. With that said, you know, what are some of the ways that folks can get signed up for this? I mean, if we have an access provider or an identity provider that wants to sign up, what's the best method for them to, uh, to get started? Yeah, I'll let Tiago talk about that a little bit as well. But I can say over at Cisco, we've been building this into our DNA Spaces platform. And so if you get DNA Spaces, what we've done is we like to call it the easy button. So if you buy the uh, DNA Spaces, and in fact, if you're using DNAC for managing your networks already, then it's likely you already have this license. And if so, then what you can do is you can go into um, DNA Spaces and you can click on the open roaming button and then easily join into this federated network. And it's the same thing as, as far as IDPs and how they join. And this is an area that I know that, Tiago, you want to comment on as well, because the WBA is putting a lot of time and effort to make sure that as we interop across vendors and as we interop across access networks and as we interop across SP and enterprise, that we make that as simple as possible. Yes, Matt. So I think it's very important to pass the message. So first of all, open roaming is open for business, first of all. So if you really want to improve the experience to your customers when they connect Wi-Fi, let's do it now. First of all, my recommendation is get in touch with the AP manufacturer that you work with, so the, the manufacturer of your Wi-Fi infrastructure, Talk with them or talk with the IT company that somehow is providing you. Or call Cisco. Yeah, or call Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, WBI, we, we function as um, the central point for all this onboarding. And, and we'll help anyone that is interested to join uh, the Federation and start it to deploy open roaming. As Matt said, Cisco is ready. Probably there are already millions of infrastructure and networks already with open roaming ready to rock and is now a question that we start to connect it and it's as simple sometimes as you heard it's just one button that you connect one button and you are in business so i invite everyone to consider and be part of this don't somehow take more time and just join open roaming thanks tiago and before we close out raj any anything that you want to add yeah thanks brett and uh you know 
we talk about a lot of new things that are coming and in the technology industry, we get excited about lots and lots of small things, which seem like big things to us. And sometimes I try and step back and say, what are actually big things that are happening? What are the big things I'm going to look back on a few years from now and say, wow, that was a big change. And I think open roaming has the potential to be one of those things. I think we're going to look back a few years from now and say, I can't believe before that existed how hard it was as we walked around the world to connect to the networks that you know I saw all over the place. So I'm pretty excited about this. I think this is a, a big deal. And from a Google perspective, we're pretty excited about it too. And I think we'll have some exciting announcements to share towards the end of the year about ways we can make it easier for a variety of different kinds of consumers to use this new technology. So um, I'm excited for the end of this year. And I'm also really excited for the next few years. I think this is going to be a big deal. You know, one of the tests I always like to use, Raj, is if my kids get excited about it, then I know I'm probably onto something. <laughs> if I talk to my kids and say, hey, how would you like to connect to Wi-Fi automatically wherever you go? They're, hey, where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. No, and this, this has been very insightful. I, I appreciate everybody's time. This has been a great conversation. I want to thank everyone for listening to one of our first Network Insider podcasts here. And I want to thank Matt, Tiago, and Raj especially for sharing their insights on open roaming. I think this, again, was a great conversation. I'm excited to see what happens next. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.